1: dragons this was a this is a strange game you know dragons come out and they look incredible and you're sitting there going holy shit like it's hook fucking got some kind of mathematical equation we don't know about and then all of a sudden make a few errors warriors get back into the game then all of a sudden they make a few errors and 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 some um, back and forth game the score doesn't really in my opinion reflect how close the game was 28 16 i think it was a bit closer than that uh, what did you think about this
2: performance? Uh, this is similar to the Raiders-Sharks game for me. This has not really changed my opinion on either of these sides. Uh, we just spoke about how Robbo said how important it was to have of these trials. The Warriors and the Titans were the two teams I was worried about because their last trial got washed out. Yep. Um, I mean, n- new combinations in this Warriors side. Yes, Sean Johnson's been there before, but he hasn't played with Nick Arima, He hasn't played with Shaniar Estabita. He hasn't played with you at hasn't played with any of these guys before. Uh, so I, I anticipated that they would be... A little bit rusty. That's why I had the dragons winning this one. Mate, this is probably the one game of the week that this one played out exactly as I sort of anticipated it would.
1: Yep. Um, Yeah. Look, uh, this is the score is probably, as I said, not reflective. I thought that it'd be. uh, I think it probably was a bit closer. But I do think, as you said, you know, they're very close as to where they're probably going to finish on the table. you know, Josh Curran continues to impress. 40 tackles, only one miss, 107 metres. Uh, I'm such a fan of him. Try assist uh, Sean Johnson, I thought he had some some good, solid touches. Were, I thought he looked really good. Yeah, I thought All he looked good. Right. Kicked for 500 metres. I don't know, there was a few comments who were saying that he didn't really do much. I was like, fuck, maybe I fucking misjudged this, or maybe, you know, my bias, because I like him as a bloke. Um, but I, I thought he looked silky. Uh, yeah, I, I was really surprised with that. Um, so was that... I, you know, defensive-wise, probably can be a bit better. He had five missed tackles. Um, Cody Nikarima had three. So, you know, you want your halves to probably be uh, not missing eight tackles. But outside of that, I thought even Cody Nicarima had some really good moments.
2: It's just – I think it was just errors for them. Yeah. it Just errors at important times. Um, I, I thought um, it was good to see. I think that's the best game of football I've seen Katoa play. In yeah. Quite some time for them. He's a guy with – Except when that knock-on, was just like – yeah, like, but but he's, he's always going to have that yeah. in him. That's who he. That's the sort of footballer he is at this point in his career. But the high upside that he's got, especially running outside a guy like SJ. Mm. Um, I mean, last year he was very average. There was injuries and stuff going on. The year before that, he was exceptional. Yeah. So if he can get back to that, um, he's. You mentioned Josh Curran. I also thought Mister Fly under the radar. You you and Aiden. Yeah, he's a good ball runner. Eh? Mate, I honestly, I got to the end of the game and you know like I, I had him in my um in my super coach side and even i didn't notice how much work he did yeah, 40
1: tackles 40 tackles only one miss 104 metres, 45 post contact four tackle breaks one offload it's fucking good for a guy's center turned back rower
2: i no, yeah, no he he is he's the improvement in him since moving to that position has been sensational so i Yeah, you've got Tohu Harris walking back into this side, especially when it comes to like like fantasy football and stuff. People are very worried about who's going to miss out, and people think Aitken might. I'm like, I reckon he's the best back row in the team. I personally, I
1: think that you, um, I'd probably keep Curran at 13 and move Tohu Harris into the front row. In the front row, and what
2: keep Katoa and Aitken?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yep. okay. And then just if Katoa doesn't play consistently, you move, I'd move Harris to the edge. Yeah. I don't know. I just think that I think Curran really suits the modern game at yeah. 13. Uh, and Toe Harris is so like, so versatile. You could probably get away with it. Um, and like when I look at the bench, you know, Matt Lodge has still got to come back. You know, so you probably, probably have to, you know, Bailey Sar- Sirin is probably going to be the guy that, that, you know, comes under the axe Maybe. Even though you know, I, I still think he's a good player. It's not
2: really anything against Bailey Sharon. It's just the reality of it. It's
1: where he's at right yeah. now in his career. He he's got the definitely got. The, I mean, when he started playing the Rabbitohs, he was fantastic. Yeah. I was actually surprised the Rabbitohs let him go. Uh, but I, I just think that Curran is suiting the game more, and I think you and Aiken, It's only his like fourth or fifth game in the back row. I think he's going to actually develop into like a one of those players that uh, in video sessions is quite you know uh, scrutinized by the opposing team. Uh, Bundy Afoa, I think um, – <coughs> look, I think, you know, he played what? He played 41 minutes. He ran for 73 metres. I just – you probably get – out of your front row, probably need a little bit more. Yep. Uh, you know, 29 tackles, three misses. Uh, it's, not a, it's not a bad performance by any stretch at all. But when you've got guys like Matt Lodge and Tohu Harris coming in, if you want to keep that spot, you're going to have to give it just a little bit more, I think – Look, I don't think it's, um Yeah, I don't think it's warning signs at all for, for the Warriors. I, I thought it was, they probably, just a few errors, just yeah. a few errors really hurt them. And again, key, key, uh, they only had 43% of the ball completed at 69%. Uh, yeah.
2: Well, I think as well, and, you know, I come back to it again, but I just want to defend the Warriors on this that, you know, I think without... That second trial, a lot of these forwards they played about twenty minutes against the Storm in their trial. Mm. Oh yeah, that was four weeks ago now. Yeah, oh totally, like it's a long spell yeah. without doing anything. And I mean, what they're, they're training for a week, I assume, would have been in a hotel room hall yeah. or something like. It's a tough situation. And their in the pack way.
1: hasn't played a lot of footy together. Yeah, you know, whereas like if you had the Melbourne Storm or whatever, either, or even Roosters or Penrith as well, have played at least three or four years together. This pack. You know, Bunty has been in and out. Uh, Fenua Blake is a new recruit from last year. Matt Lodge only came. So, yeah, no, for sure. I totally and, and, agree. And if you
2: said to me, name their top five players. Reece Walsh and Tohu Harris are going to be in there. They're not in the side.
1: Yeah. And I do think if, to- if Reece Walsh is playing and Tohu Harris, it's a fucking different game. It's a
2: completely different football game. Um, yeah. So, look, I think solid signs for the Warriors. Dragons, thoughts? Yeah, uh, they came out well. I, it's just... Uh, they're they're both very similar sides as we said it's just a just a matter of just cutting those errors down if if they want to compete with these top teams i've got the dragons sort of penciled in as that eight spot with the raiders i am probably leaning a little bit more to the raiders after the first game but dragons they're just a they're a resilient little side they're going to punch above their weight for the whole year i think based on what people's expectations are of them um i just think it it, it all comes down to Hunt for me. We, we've been saying this for three months now. They just need to keep Hunt on the field and fit, and I think this Dragons side can uh, compete this year. Yeah, for
1: sure. Uh, looking at the the outing, Sloan, I think he's just got such a high ceiling. He's just silky. Um, he's deceptively strong. I really like him. You know, you look at his game, two try assists four tackle breaks, two line break assists, a line break, eight tackles, zero misses. Three of those tackles were one-on-one tackles. Uh, You know, for a a smaller body, he's quite tall. Eight tackles, zero misses, three of them one-on-one. That's a fucking good outing for a fullback and something that won't get the wraps. Like everyone knows Tyrell Sloan can attack. We all all know that. But when you see your your fullback doing that as a rookie, you love to see it, love to see it. Um, Moses Suley had a a solid game but i am a little bit concerned by seeing the amount of errors he made and i worry that the concern with Sully is is like he's a beast and we all know he can put big numbers up and he can defend but you don't want this to become a trend with him where he because he is so good he allows those errors to oh you know well i made an error but i did run for 120 30 meters you know yeah. Uh, and that's the concern with Sully is you've just got to make sure that he keeps those high standards with himself.
2: Yeah. I may, he, he sort of remind. Uh, – they're very different players, but when you talk about it like that, I think we sort of got that way with, say, like uh, uh, Manu Vatavai. Mm. Like he was so talented. He would make two or three errors, but you would sort of – I think that in the modern game, you can't afford to do it. Oh, no way. You just cannot afford to have three three to five errors per game. And Moses is kind of at that point – well, it's the one thing holding Selwyn Cobo back from yep. being
1: like, you know, being everything that he can be and also from getting a, a fullback spot. Yep. If he gets rid of those errors, you probably can put him back at fullback. So it's it's no, um, it's no, just part of development as a player. Uh, yeah, so Moses Sully, he's just such a damaging ball runner. Oh, man. It, could you imagine marking up against him? Just looking across and seeing this 120. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, Zach Lomax, silky as always. Far out, he's good. Uh, that the his flick pass is just it's just lethal it's just lethal it's incredible Uh, uh, Ravalawa who is you know can be rocks or diamonds um, he had that I think that one drop ball but outside of that his tries were
2: he's a beast yeah he's hard to handle he He is is hard to handle handle. I, I thought there was a moment there where the Dragons were on top and then I think it was Jack Goz who just came out of the line solo and chased yeah. up. And it just opened up. And, and, and you know, I'm, I'm not happy to go at, at Jack Goz. You know, sh- sh- shit happens. He'll sit in video and take that in. But yep. it just takes that one moment to open opportunities yeah. back up. And I, I, I sort of felt like that's what let the Warriors back into this game. Yeah, totally.
1: No, I, I agree. It was a crucial, crucial moment. Um, and hopefully they can fix it. So, look, Dragons and Warriors, same, I think, they're positive signs. And they've got a good foundation to build off. So... Absolutely um, nothing to be concerned
2: about. Now, Tigers v. The Storm. Thoughts? Um, I thought Tigers didn't play that badly, to be honest with you. I know a lot of people have got stuck in them. I didn't think they were poor, to be honest with you. I thought they played well. Yes, when you look at the narrative of Storm were missing, Grant, Munster, and they this guy got injured, this guy got injured, I understand Where people are coming from But I I really Didn't think the Tigers Played that badly I think that they Could have beaten A lot of sides The other night Yep Uh, And that might be An unpopular take Or whatever But I don't think They were as bad As what people Are making out I will say this About the Tigers I loved the way That after the game Madge Brooks Hastings It wasn't a case of I know we did pretty well We're happy with that Mm. It was We should have won That fucking game
1: Yeah They had the game It was there They had more. It was there to be won Yeah Yeah they had more possession than the Storm. They missed less tackles than the Storm. Um, no, I'm of the same mind as you. I, I Looking at this, the Tigers, uh, they looked pretty good to me. Yeah. They looked they look better than they've looked in a very long time. Uh, they could have won that game. You know, yes, the Storm were missing uh, Munster and Bromwich, but they're missing Adam Dewey. Like, well, they're
2: missing Dewey, they're missing Little, and they lost their hooker during the game as well, which had yeah. an impact on them. So, uh, you know, they've also got... Some young guys out in the back line. You know, you're obviously missing... Um, uh, they, they've got another centre c- that's out to halfway through the year. I can't Tommy Jalau. Tommy Tulao, yeah, who's another guy that I think would have been in their round one side. Mm. So, um, you know, it's they're, they're heading in the right direction, the Tigers. I I mean, man, Melbourne Storm they haven't lost a round one game in yeah. 22 years or something ridiculous. Like, it's a tough gig. A lot of the West Tigers... Um, bashing that I've seen over the last 48 hours I think it's just people that didn't watch the scoreboard not the game
1: yeah yeah I mean if you watch that game and I'm surprised there has been Tigers bashing I was I haven't had a chance to I guess uh, look at comments regarding the Tigers and Storm game uh, but my feeling from watching the game was I was impressed I was impressed I think they did well yeah Yeah. Uh, it's Um, huge shout out to our boy Alex Twole how strange that he didn't play a trial essentially that he gets put as eight like that's strange. I'm sto you know, but it's good. I'm glad.
2: Oh, it's good. It's the right call. We, we went the long way around and the hard yeah. way to get there, but it is the right call. For yeah.
1: Me. I was really concerned there. I was like, surely not. So, you know, thank thank the heavens above that it was just, you know, resting him maybe, which is a good you know what? It's actually a good sign because if it is true that he was just being rested and he wasn't injured, it's showing a I guess a a match that he's learning to give a little bit. Madge a few years ago, isn't resting no one. Um, and so for Alex 12 to earn those rests in the trials, and, you know, massive congratulations. So I'm, I'm just, just so happy that he's back in the side and that there's no issue. I was really concerned there was an issue there and that blah, blah, blah. Uh, he's such an important part of that team going forward. Um, I thought, uh, I want to give a huge rap to Tyron Peachy. Tyron Peachy. So he came on, he only played for 50, 56 minutes, but he ran for 70 metres, three tackle breaks, 28 tackles and zero misses. Uh, really, I mean, at first of all, I was really surprised that Ophengau, um was playing 13 instead of front row. Um, but, yeah, I thought when
2: Peachy came on, he was solid. I thought in the trials he looked so lost and I was so worried about I was about so him. concerned, yeah. I was very, very concerned about Peach coming into this season. But he he looked good the other night. He, he looked back to the old sort of Peachy that we know and love that oppositions just hate to deal with. I imagine Peachy when you're doing your video during the week and everything. Yep. I don't know if there's enough video you can do on Page to help you. You just got to hope he's not on. Yeah, essentially that—that's yep. what you do with
1: Peach. Absolutely. Um, look, I thought Hastings and Brooks were pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, Hastings ran <laughs> ran for a hundred meters against the Storm side. That's pretty damn good for your first game back in the NRL. No, pretty against impressive against the Melbourne Storm. Yeah, um, and I just think that he's really like he's really loosened Brooks up a little bit. You can see it seems anyway. Brooks looks looks a lot more comfortable there. Um, And so, yeah, I thought they were solid. Ten tackles for Hastings, only one missed. Twenty-nine for Brooks, only two missed. Uh, One try assist for Brooks. Um, Yeah, look, I I thought they were solid. I will say uh, it is interesting that an article has come out and saying Madden is being shopped around. I think that's... Yeah, he is being shopped around. Now, that's probably more manager, you know, uh, being, I guess, a bit disgruntled that he's not in that seven... I'd assume anyway, Uh, but the Tigers cannot afford to lose Madden. They cannot afford to lose him because, you know, if Brooks struggles or Hastings struggles, Brooks is – Madden is young. You know, you need someone coming through that you can teach or whatever. So, um, yeah, I I hope that's not true.
2: Yeah, the other one I was impressed with was the young back rower, Tuolagi.
1: Tuolagi looks good. He looks – I wonder if Manly have signed him, as the rumours suggest.
2: For the Tigers' sake, I hope not. Did Uh, you see the photo
1: of him helping Jennings off the field? Yeah, that was great. That it's great. Um, yeah, look, man, I, I thought it was a pretty good performance and I'm surprised that people are upset with it. We have to remember, this is the Melbourne Storm Yeah, and you guys are the Tigers. Like, it's it's going to take time.
2: I would say, too, the other one was Luciano Lelewa. He was pretty quiet the other day. I heard last week that he had a stomach bug for a lot of the week. Apparently, there was a chance he wasn't going to play. Oh, okay. uh, he also got... Um, his leg bent, or he, he almost yeah, they that. Game that, that was bad. Yeah, it was bad. That, that we get rid of me. that shit. Do yeah, we ever? Oh my god. Um, but yeah, so I mean, Luch, I would argue he's probably he's definitely their most destructive forward. Yeah, especially out on out on that edge to use and then swing back to the other side. So, um, mate, take out the whole narrative. Of losing Melbourne, losing players and guys not being there, just football wise, it was a good performance by the Tigers. I agree, They're heading in the right direction. I agree. Now onto the Storm. What are your thoughts on the Storm's performance? The performance alone, just so Melbourne, mm. just make it work. Next man up, let's get it done. As I said, Tigers didn't play poorly. They were coming up against a good football side.
0: Say hello to a new era of mental health care.
2: Bellamy said after I talked about him and said, "Oh, you know, I can't remember even why we moved him out of fullback in the first place," uh, and then said, "I wouldn't swap him for anyone." And I like I understand what he's saying, hundred percent for the way they play. I understand why and for what he delivers oh. consistently. I mean, I do. I think Nathan Cleary is a better halfback. Yes, I do, but. If Hughes was my guy, I'd be very hesitant to change him for anyone.
1: Nathan Cleary is out and out best halfback in the game, but the gap between him and Hughes is nowhere near as big as people think. Yeah, it's nowhere near as big as people think.
2: He's the forgotten man in the halfback conversation.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. The game's on the line. The Tigers look like they're going to not run away with it, but potentially get the win. Hughes says, "Fuck it." Yeah. Bomb. Right foot. Right foot. Right foot. Try time. Now. There are very few halves in the game right now that could have done that. Outside of him, Cleary, and, yeah, I'm trying to think of another half that is physically strong enough to bump through players the way that he did.
2: Yeah, Uh, and then we we sit there, you know, everyone talks about his running game, how good it is, and we don't give his kicking game anywhere near enough credit. It's improved so much. It's improved heaps. And as I said, he's the forgotten man in the halfback argument because – you talk about the kicking game of all these guys because they're noted for doing it. Hughes is right up there with the very best yeah. of them. And his short kicking game. like his short ability, game is unreal. Yeah, yeah. he
1: is. Uh, Jerome Hughes is just going to another level. And, you know, every game that he plays like this, he begins to not prove me wrong because I've always said that he's worth a fair bit of money. But every game he plays like this, I can understand if he feels that he's getting closer to being worth 900 to a $1 million. Yeah um now do i enjoy the manager's process of doing it not really which because it's interesting because hugh's come out publicly and said i'm not thinking about anything like that so clearly it's it's purely manager trying to do his job which is fair enough uh but like every game i see like this i leaned more towards you know what don't take that option you have that right not to take up your player option and you know maybe he's on only on six hundred K or something. And if he is only on five to six hundred K, then you know what? Get your money, bro. You know, whilst whilst you can, whilst you're playing this incredible footy, maybe you are to a club worth nine hundred to a
2: million dollars. Even just and it'll probably sound silly, but just his his body language and the confidence in the in the post match press conference when he was sitting next to yeah. Bellamy. Like it's the first time I've looked at him and gone, Fuck, like he, he knows how good he is. Yeah. He knows that he's a Bellamy guy now. Yeah, Like he, he I don't know, he just yeah, like he, he, for the last few years, he isn't the sort of guy that I would have anticipated to be sitting in that post yeah. with Craig Bellamy, you know, mm. with your, the guys you got used to seeing over the years, Smith, Bellamy, uh, Smith, Slater, Cronk, Munster, these sort of fellas. And then the mm. way that he handled himself there, I was so impressed. And he's just, he's so confident at the moment. Yeah. You've still got to put Munster and Grant back into this side, which will only add to his game. It'll probably mean that people talk less and less about mm. him, but I think Hughes is comfortable with who he is and where he's at. To,
1: to, to reinforce your point just then, it's getting close to be. You know what? Maybe he is a marquee signing. You know what? Maybe you can build a club around that bloke. And and I agree with you. Seeing him in that press conference, sitting beside him, it gave me an opportunity to be to to think of him like, okay, is he a guy that Redcliffe could build around? Because before I was, you know, a bit red. I was like, you know, great halfback. You know, maybe seven hundred k around that mark. But is he going to bring fans into the the game and and all that kind of stuff? Then I realized, has he been given a chance to be that guy? He hasn't really been given the chance to be that guy. So maybe it was probably wrong of me to say he can't be that guy because he's at the Melbourne Storm right now who, you know, they put Munster and Papenhusen and Walsh and Bromwich before him. But then you see him next to Bellamy, the way he carries himself. You see him in big games saying, give me the fucking ball. And you start to think, you know what? Given the opportunity, maybe he could be the seven that the Redcliffe Dolphins need.
2: And, mate, if we get to, you know, a few months' time and the Dolphins haven't got that marquee guy, think about all the guys that have come from that Melbourne Storm system that are in the Dolphins now. Mm. Mate, they'd be backing this guy in 100%. Absolutely.
1: And, you, I mean, you've already got Bromwich, both Bromwich brothers and Kafusi with Hughes. Uh, yeah, like, uh, my, we already gave Hughes all the wraps in the world, but... He's going to another level, which is crazy to think. And Munster isn't even back yet, or Grant. So, massive game from Hughes. Far out, he was good. Um, I thought Papenewsson was really good. I thought he just showed a lot of energy. Just doing what Papenewsson does, you know, a lot of energy. Um, who else did I... Uh, I already to talk about Kafusi's defense is just impressive. Um, you know, Josh King, 84 meters, but 35 tackles, zero missed. Uh, I thought Wishart was solid. Uh, yeah, look, it was, it was a typical Melbourne win. Backs were against the wall. Uh, they looked out. They looked like the Tigers would cause this crazy upset. And then when the chips got down, when it got tough, they almost
2: grew an extra leg. Yeah, uh, mate, he's a good little player, that um, um, Wishart. I think that, you know, if you haven't seen much of him, which I assume most people haven't because he hasn't played a heap of cup footy and stuff, he's sort of come from the clouds to some extent. You probably anticipate this guy's always been a hooker. He hasn't. Yeah. He's been a halfback, a fullback, a winger, a centre. He has just been everything. He's arrived down there and, you know, if I, I reckon that if you would have said, if, if it wasn't for Harry Grant and Brandon Smith being out for a round, oh, well, we thought Brandon Smith was going to be out for round one, mm. I don't think Bellamy would have said six weeks ago he's a hooker. Or yeah, he would sure. have said he's a halfback. So for him to come in and do what he did and for Brandon Smith to go off you know, after a minute and for him to play 79 minutes there, I thought he was incredibly impressive. To think they've got Jade Nicarima in the squad? And Wishart's the guy at the moment. Mm. Very, very impressive. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, look, I think that was a good sign for both clubs,
1: uh, for sure. Again, Tiger Storm.